the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Can he make it until Thanksgiving? How long can uh, Joe Biden last? Uh, There were serious doubts about his ability to function in this job before the disaster disaster in Kabul, uh, Kabul that you're now seeing uh, today. Now that 11 Marines and a Navy medic have been killed in an explosion today, Lots of Republicans out there calling for him to resign. One of those is Sean Parnell, who served multiple tours in Afghanistan as a platoon commander and is running for Senate in Pennsylvania. Joe Biden has lost the moral authority to lead our troops in this country. This wasn't just a single mistake. This has been a two-week-long pattern of rampant incompetence. And tragically, that incompetence has now reportedly cost American lives. And I think that the blood of those dead Americans are on Joe Biden's hands. Joe Biden and his team have been more concerned with protecting their own political asses than protecting our citizens. They've repeatedly lied to the American people, and those lies have had tragic consequences. Just days ago, they were assuring us that Hamid Karzai Airport in Kabul was a safe harbor for Americans. And then they even had the gall to infer that Americans who were trapped in that country, surrounded by the enemy, didn't really want to come home. He didn't just bungle this from the beginning. He screwed up every single step of the way from giving up Bagram before getting our citizens out to relying on the word of the Taliban to protect the lives of those Americans. He needs to be removed as commander in chief. And this this is heartbreaking because it did not have to be this way. We could have safely withdrawn our troops and protected our citizens had we had a competent president. But unfortunately, we don't. And former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley called for his resignation, too. I think she was doing it before today. Uh, So did Representative Byron Donalds. He's from Florida. And Jody Heiss of Georgia coming right out and saying he's got to go. Republicans and Democrats are wondering where Biden is. He's about to uh, speak to the country here pretty soon. And they're saying that, among other things, he has to forget the August 31st deadline and retake the airport in Bagram. We'll talk to Sean Parnell when we come back. Stick around. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help you get the best sleep of your life, and he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft, breathable, but extremely durable, and Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors, and Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you'll get 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets. You'll receive a set for as low as $49.99. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code STAG. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper and so much more. Call 1-800-716-8087. Use the promo code STAG. Go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code STAG. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. 
Enjoy. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. Offer valid through 831-21. All with 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrpittsburgh.com. That's windowsrpittsburgh.com. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Traders, listen up. As life in America starts to return to normal, are you looking for the best trading opportunities? With the current real estate market, the rise of crypto, and the volatility of tech stocks, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text the word MONEY to 813-813 to learn how our technology analyzes over 1 million data points per day. Text the word MONEY to 813-813 so you can learn how to predict market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Whether you're trading stocks, options, Forex, futures, or crypto, Vantage Point's patented artificial intelligence can give you a massive edge. Text MONEY to 813-813 to find out how to maximize your gains. Text the word MONEY to 813-813 to learn how to use the volatility to your advantage. Don't wait. Text the word MONEY to 813-813 now. By texting in, you consent to receive calls, voice, and text messages using automated technology regarding offers by or on behalf of Vantage Point. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, by now you've heard the news. Uh, Marines uh, and and Navy medic uh, were killed. Uh, Eleven Marines and a Navy medic were killed by a suicide bomber outside the airport uh, in Kabul. And so were many uh, more Afghans, maybe as many as 50 or 60 or more than that. There are lots of calls for Joe Biden to resign. One of those calls came from Sean Parnell, who's running for the U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania. He spent 485 days fighting in Afghanistan, and he joins us now. Sean, thanks for being here. Hey, John, thank you for having me, as usual. Uh, so I, uh, it's got to be uh, really pretty tough for someone like you to be seeing what's going on over there. You were there. Um, and what, yeah. what, what's going on with the, the, the military, the, the, the guys who have been sent there in the last uh, week or so, and finding out that uh, 12 of them were killed while they're kind of sitting there as a sitting duck? Yeah, I mean, you, you described it perfectly. And, and, and yes, I, I did call for, for Joe Biden to resign because, you know, all presidents make foreign policy mistakes, Democrat, Republican. But, but what Joe Biden has done for the last two weeks is one inexcusable strategic blunder after the next, whether it was uh, relinquishing Bagram Air Force Base. not And by, by that, I mean abandoning it in the middle of the night and not even bothering to leave the electricity on for the Afghan National Army who should have taken it over, to ceding all of Kabul to the Taliban and other terrorist factions like the Akani Network, Qutmadir, Al-Qaeda, ISIS-K. And, and now, oh, by the way, all of these horrible terrorist factions are armed with our own military weapons and equipment um, to now sending our troops into a static defensive position that is, that is not... It's like it is not a forward operating base. It is not a hardened position meant to be defended for long periods of time. And Joe Biden sent 6,000 of our troops just to stand there. And the Taliban have played Joe Biden like a fiddle. The fact that we are putting American lives and entrusting American sons and daughters to the Taliban who speak out of both sides of their mouth, it is, it is a dereliction of duty of the highest order. I mean, for goodness sake. They impeached President Trump over a phone call. Joe Biden allowed all of Afghanistan to fall in about two weeks. He threw away 20 years of blood and treasure in that country. And now you're seeing the tragic consequences of that dereliction of duty on the battlefield right now in Afghanistan with 12 KIA and probably 60 of our allies dead as well, just trying to get out of Afghanistan. All preventable. John, it is just 
one of it is it, to me it's it's the worst foreign policy disaster in American history, even even exceeding Saigon. Which, which by the way, John, Joe Biden, young senator from Delaware, was calling for the withdrawal from troops from Vietnam. Uh, he was he was a senator during Saigon. He was he was vice president during Benghazi, and now he's president for the fall of Kabul. Joe Biden has been on the wrong side of every foreign policy decision in this country's history. He has got to go before more people get hurt. Now, he's going to come on and speak here any minute. Uh, what, do you, what do you expect him to say? Uh, not what you think he should say. What do you expect we're going to get? Not much. I, I honestly don't think that Joe Biden knows where he is most of the time. And I'm not <laughs> even a pro- Look, John, like, I, I think you know me well enough to know that I just say it like it is, right? right like right. I am not approach. I am not approaching this as a part of this country needs uh, needs a commander in chief right now. It desperately needs leadership. And and right now, Joe Biden, I think he's got a choice: either go into Kabul with overwhelming force, uh, kill the enemy that attacked us, and, and 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 probably more importantly than that, right now is get the thousands of Americans that he left behind out of that country. You know, I, I just so woefully inadequate uh, for the job of commander in chief. I, I mean, almost anybody would be would be better than him. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I'm not commenting. I'm not I'm not complimenting Kamala Harris. I think she's a disaster on almost every level, but at least she can string together coherent sentences. Yeah. And see, you know, in a situation like this, at the very least, you would want uh, a commander-in-chief slash president to come out and uh, not get the impression that he's that he's basically just reading to you from a teleprompter and that somebody else wrote. I mean, everybody works with a teleprompter, but this guy, it's so obvious that he he's only capable of spitting out what's on the teleprompter in front of him. Somebody said they should do everybody a favor and just have the just have them turn the teleprompter around and let the readers let the viewers read the teleprompter. I mean, <laughs> but in a situation like this, you you would expect to have someone come out. The media, you know. Yeah, the, and, and John, the media plays along with it. Right. You know, they do these these pre-scripted questions and and they're okay with that. And the reason why they do it is because Joe Biden can't, he can't think on his feet, John. And, and doesn't, don't you think here, here right now is, is, is the reason why leadership in this country is so important. When we don't have leaders at the top that are, in, that are engaged and not detached, people can get killed. And that is what's happening in, in Kabul right now. And, and John, I, I, and I say this, uh, and this bothers me to have to say this, but I think we're just in the beginning of this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Um, so, I mean, I don't think you need to be a military expert or a veteran like you uh, or, or an expert on Islamic uh, terrorism to expect an attack when you create a target like the one that uh, uh, they had at the airport and it's still and it's still there. Yeah, I mean, I, we've been working around the clock for about the last week. I've got uh, been working with 11 people on the ground trying to evac uh, American citizens from that country. And by the way, we shouldn't have to do this. Our government should be doing this for us. Don't we have an obligation to the American people in this country who serve who serve this country and volunteer to serve in U.S. government positions abroad, right? right? They don't deserve to be abandoned. But we've been working around the clock to get our people out. We knew last night, and I put it out on Twitter last night, that there was a bomb threat at Abbey Gate at Hamid Karzai Airport. Last mm-hmm. night I put it out. Sure enough, it, it seems like nobody took action. They could have, just, at a minimum, dispersed the crowd to the best of their ability, hardened their positions at the front gate, pull the Marines back a little bit. They could have done a hundred different things to, to, you know, geez, by the way, it's easy to be a Monday morning quarterback, right? Like, it's very right. difficult to defend against the suicide bomber. But, but, John, there were thousands of people, thousands of people. I put, out a, I put out a picture of it last night from one of my sources on the ground in Afghanistan. Thousands of people outside of Abbey Gate. That is an unbelievable target. And it's one that, that it's one that are at least strategic level commanders, generals and up, who, by the way, who have been more focused on critical race theory for the last six months than yeah. getting us out of Afghanistan. Maybe they should have had a better exfil strategy. Maybe they should have been more engaged. And tragically, they haven't been. And now Americans are dead. I, I'm so 
white hot with rage. It just makes me so angry because this was just preventable. Just now, preventable. But how, uh, and I mean, you've been over there dealing with these people. How does um, the whatever, I'm guessing it was a car, a car bomb, uh, I, I mean, at some point they had to, unless they, could they have walked in with uh, with, uh, yeah. with with a, with a bomb attached to them and not had to driven yeah, in the car? Yeah, so I think, I think, I think what happened was, is the first bomb went off at Abbey Gate. It was a, it was just a, a suicide bomber uh, carried by a person. Uh, the second bomb was at the Barron Hotel, which is right across the street from Abbey Gate in, in the Hamid Karzai Airport. That hotel is where Westerners stay and where most Americans stay. And I think what you're going to see moving forward, and I think there have been a couple of other explosions in and around in between that hotel and the Kabul Air, and, and the Hamid Karzai Airport. But I think what you're going to see moving forward is ISIS really coordinating direct fire attacks and more suicide bombs against that hotel because that's where our Westerners are are holed up trying to protect themselves waiting for evacuation flights. So it, it, at this point, the situation on the ground is extraordinarily volatile, but, but I can't stress this enough that, you know, while, while you know, you know this, John, I, I've been wanting to get out of Afghanistan for a long time, yep. been there too long, but not like this. Right. There was a right way to exfil and a wrong way. And Joe, Joe Biden chose the catastrophic way. What about the the idea that they're trusting the Taliban? Uh, at least that's what I, I think I heard one of the, uh, I think it was a general today, say that they're kind of trusting the Taliban to help them keep ISIS away. Why would anybody trust the yeah. Taliban to do anything? John, it's, it's, it's incomprehensible to me. Because, again, the Taliban talk out of both sides of their mouth. They'll say, yes, 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 of course we'll protect you while you're here. And then they'll turn around and talk to their partners you know, and, and mo- they're not actual partners when the United States is not in Afghanistan, but when there's a Western enemy, the enemy of their enemy is their friends, right? So while the Taliban are making promises uh, to the, to us as Americans, the Taliban are not a monolithic force. You've got the Akani Network, which is a State Department-designated terrorist group. You've got Akmadiyar, who's a terrorist. You've got, obviously, ISIS. You've got al-Qaeda and every other global jihadist all-star team all in and around Kabul. And you can bet that the Taliban are sharing information on our expo routes, where our people are staying, how they're getting to the airport, time of departures. And this is what I mean by the Taliban has played Joe Biden like a fiddle because the people in his administration fundamentally do not understand the enemy that we face there. And again, disastrous consequences. Yeah. Um, and uh, is, I, I, see, I keep seeing videos of uh, there's a video out there today that I saw in multiple places of the uh, Taliban uh, having some fun with a Black Hawk uh, helicopter, uh, and um, I'm, I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, uh, if it's possible for them to be out in the open to that degree and to take nice pictures like that, why is not why is there not a rocket coming down on that helicopter and killing as many people as they can and blowing up the helicopter? If I can see that on a video. Isn't the military aware of, of, of that going on? <laughs> you would think. You yeah. would think. But how does in that fact, happen? In fact, in fact, I'll do you one better. Every terrorist leader that we've been looking for in Afghanistan is in the same darn building in Kabul. Right. From, from Siraj Akhani to Juladine Akhani to, to Hekmadiyar to, to the leader of the Taliban right now, who, oh, by the way, was let out of Guantanamo Bay in 2014. Yeah. Um, all of the people were in the same place. So if we actually cared about getting our people out of there, and we actually cared about killing the enemy in that country, we would be doing it. Well, but, it, and so that that's, I don't expect a whole lot from Joe Biden's speech. Uh, that, I don't know, it should have happened 10 minutes ago, right? He's but late again. I don't yeah. expect a whole lot. Well, I mean, what, what, what would be preventing them from, from, from doing that? Is it just uh, 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 the, the insistence on being in a defensive posture? Is it a fear of hurting civilians? Is it a fear of what the Taliban would do in response? I mean, I've seen videos. I, I mean, as far as I, 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 I think they have, they have satellites that can read my license plate from 200 miles in space. Yeah. They, they, they can go over there and blow up that equipment and, and as many people as possible with it. Oh, I don't know why it's not happening. Well, I have military theories. Uh, I, I, it would just certainly be speculation at that point. i got to put my military commander hat on. But I'll tell you, 
when Joe Biden moved the withdrawal date, Trump's original withdrawal date was May. He moved it back to September for strictly political reasons. Uh, when that happened, it gave the Taliban time to consolidate and organize a counteroffensive, but not just the Taliban, all of those terrorist groups that I've been talking about during this entire interview also consolidated and wove themselves into the Taliban's organization. And oh, by the way, during that time, delegates from the Taliban had time to go to Beijing and meet with the leadership uh, in China and strike up Iraqi alliance with them, right? And so China, I mean, I think we all know this. If you paid attention leading into the 2020 presidential election, uh, President, uh, President Biden is a wholly owned subsidiary of the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, there's no question uh, that China has enriched the Biden family. Uh, and, and, and I mean, look, it's, it's clear that Hunter Biden used Air Force Two to go to China to do business. I think that Joe Biden, or that China has some sort of leverage over Joe Biden or Joe Biden at a minimum just doesn't want to upset China, who is now uh, who has who now has a diplomatic relationship with the Taliban. Well, from, just from a military standpoint, uh, and we're talking to Sean Parnell. He's running for Senate in Pennsylvania, and he did multiple tours in Afghanistan as a, a, a platoon commander. Um, I, uh, just as from a, from a military uh, standpoint, based on what you know, I mean, I, I don't know what it looks like over there. You do, but there, there's the airport, and it's surrounded by Taliban, and now ISIS is involved. What would be involved in a military exercise to take the offensive? Would it involve paratroopers dropping in in the middle of it? Uh, what do you, how do you disperse the the the, the uh, Taliban from out front? Yeah, you're 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 making me keep my military commander hat on. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I think you know. Look, it's a city of 4.5 million people with tens of thousands of of Afghan civilians in there. Yeah. Uh, interspersed with American civilians, the enemy's entrenched in there as well. Uh, remember Fallujah and Iraq, it would be similar to that. And it would, and, and when you're doing military operations on urban terrain, uh, they, they, you know, they, I forgot what our field manual said, but it's something like expect at least a, at least a 30% casualty rate when you're doing military operations on urban terrain like that. Room clearing, uh, is brutal. The potential for booby traps is high. Lots of places for the enemy to hide. It is not an ideal situation, which is, which is why it was so important, by the way, to keep Bagram Air Force Base open. Of yeah. course, they did not do that, which will go down as one of the worst strategic blunders in the history of this country and will no doubt in my mind be studied at military academies for the next 50 years as, as ex- exactly how not to conduct an exfil from a country. Yeah, Lin- Lindsey Graham is out there today saying it's time to uh, retake control of the airport there. Is, how much of a problem would that be? Well, at this point, you have to wonder if it's booby-trapped. Uh-huh. And you know there are only you know there are only a few places in Afghanistan where you can land a C-130, C-17, or even commercial aircraft. Bagram is one of them. Kandahar is another. Um, Hamid Karzai Airport in Kabul um, is another place. And there's also a place in a in a relatively unknown district uh, that borders Pakistan, in a place called Gamal, where you can land uh, a C-130. I know because there was a fob that we had to we had to tear down there where we were running. Uh, where, where units around us were running black ops out of a base there on the border of Pakistan. Uh, but you can land a C-130 there, but I doubt that anybody in the Biden administration or even in the Pentagon even knows about it. But um, the, the problem is right now, John, is that the enemy has the initiative. And I, if, if I'm a betting man, like there's a reason why we haven't been running 24-7 operations since we hit the ground in Afghanistan getting our people, even though our allies have. It, there, there's something... And, and by the way, in the absence of leadership, you can bet the ground combat commanders. I know I've been in those situations. In the absence of leadership, you take command and you go. There's no way ground commanders would leave our people behind. It's woven into the fabric of who we are, which leads me to believe that there was an actual stand-down order issued. Our troops were not to leave the airport. Why? I don't know. But it makes me afraid, having listened to the CENTCOM commander and some of these other generals in the Pentagon today, it it. I'm afraid that Joe Biden's going to get up to that podium and say, yes, this is a tragic attack. We mourn for the loss of these Marines, but the mission continues. We'll, we will be out of that country by 31 August. And uh, i got 30 seconds. Where do you see this? What's, where are we going to be here uh, next week uh, on September 1st? What's going to be going on? I think that by August 31st, uh, gosh, so hard to say, yeah. but I think Joe Biden's committed to the 30. I think you're not going to see a single other U.S. military personnel uh, in, in Kabul by the 31st. Now watch, he'll come out and say something totally different. Um, but I think he's committed to the drawdown, 
And if we can't get our American citizens out of there, John, um, it's just the beginning. Wow. Okay, well, uh, Sean, I'm out of time. I appreciate you taking the time on short notice. Uh, I caught you on the road there, but uh, uh, I hope to have you on again. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, thanks, John. Okay, that's Sean Parnell. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Americans are reportedly among the dead following twin suicide attacks on Kabul Airport. Correspondent Ben Thomas has the update in this report. Speaking on condition of anonymity to discuss ongoing military operations, a U.S. official says several Marines were killed and a number of other American military members wounded in the attack. In the waning days of the airlift, the attacks transformed the scene outside Kabul's airport from one of desperation into one of horror as people attended to the wounded. One of the bombers struck people standing knee-deep in a wastewater canal. U.S. officials say information is still coming in, and they're trying to determine exact numbers of casualties. Russia's foreign ministry gave the first official count, putting the number killed at 13, with 15 wounded. Ben Thomas, Washington. This is SRN News. Let's be boring and do a commercial about cash-out refinances. It's Ryan, and our mortgage team will often have a listener say, I think I understand what a cash-out refinance is, but can't that be bad for you sometimes? So let's hit on that. As with anything, it's certainly not the right move for everyone. If we don't have to, we don't want to add a bunch of years onto our loan or increase our monthly payment too much or pay more in the long run. But because home values have skyrocketed so far up the last few years, while rates have come so far down, we've seen many scenarios where listeners today can pull out a significant chunk of money from the new value in their home while lowering the years on the overall loan, while lowering their monthly payment, and lowering how much they ultimately pay. The key is to just look at the whole picture and be honest with yourself about your situation. If you're looking for someone to show you your options, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Metal Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker for all licensing information. Go to Animalist Consumer Access. Dot corporate Animalist Number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Dr. Sebastian Gorka is beside himself with our leadership. The Taliban, who Jake Sullivan, the National Security Advisor, have said, we hope will abide by human rights regulations and the norms of polite society. This is the state of play under an America led by Joe Biden. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before John Steigerwald at 5 on AM 1250. The answer. Charlie Kirk believes we are seeing the decline of America. Right now, there are hundreds of people that run your country, run our military, run our government, that are kind of like, what's the big deal if we lose? Who cares if it's humiliating? What's important is whether or not we get paid. What's important is whether or not my child goes to Harvard. I mean, we do that all the time. That's all we've done is lose over the last 30 years. And we get promoted while doing it. The Charlie Kirk Podcast, available on SalemPodcastNetwork.com and everywhere podcasts are heard. A child's body temperature rises three to five times faster than an adult's, and leaving a child in a hot vehicle could lead to their death very quickly. Tragically, in 2020, 24 children died of pediatric vehicular heat stroke, and many of these incidents occurred when parents or caregivers simply forgot the child was in the car. Please set yourself reminders on your cell phone or play something you'll need in the back seat so you don't forget your child. Always look for your baby before you lock. Brought to you by NHTSA. In the warehouse, the job has to get done. But if you're working with an outdated forklift that has more downtime than up due to maintenance, it's time to make the switch to Nobelift lithium-ion-powered forklifts. With a Nobelift forklift, you get less downtime, a longer lifespan, fast, efficient opportunity charging, and a five-year cost of ownership that will save you almost $45,000 over internal combustion models. Nobelift, revolutionizing the material handling industry one job at a time. What's in your warehouse? Contact us today for a cost analysis at noblelift.na.com slash save. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W223CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. 
On outbound 28, around a 10-minute delay between Butler Street and the Highland Park Bridge. On the Parkway East outbound, it's really stacked up from Boulevard of the Allies to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Just as busy inbound into the tunnel and from Boulevard of the Allies down to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Parkway West heavier now inbound. Carnegie to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Watch for delays eastbound Turnpike construction in the right lane between Allegheny Valley and Pittsburgh Monroeville. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer, weather. We'll see a thunderstorm in spots this evening. Otherwise, mostly cloudy skies, warm and humid with a low of 69. Humid tomorrow with times of clouds and sunshine. A thunderstorm in the afternoon. We'll see a high tomorrow of 85. Saturday, variable cloudiness with a thunderstorm in parts of the area. It'll be warm and humid with a high of 84. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, imagine for a second what the media would be doing to Donald Trump if what's happening in Afghanistan had happened on his watch. Tonight will be an uncomfortable night for the guys on late night TV because of the seriousness of the issue and uh, because it won't be easy to spin it in Joe Biden's favor. And there's a new sheriff in town uh, in late night TV, Greg Gutfeld of uh, Fox, and he's beating them all. Christian Toto of HollywoodInToto.com joins us now. Christian, thanks for being here. Oh, my pleasure. I appreciate it. So uh, can you think of anything that would upset Fallon, Kimmel, and Colbert more than getting beaten by a conservative and being beaten by one who's actually doing it on the Fox News channel? They has to be killing them. It must be. You know, and I want to make some quick points about the competition here is that, you know, these are uh, late shows that are on broadcast TV, meaning anyone can get them. But you have to be a cable subscriber to get access to Fox News, for starters. And also one of the things that the, you know, the Colbert's and company, they have uh, on their advantage is that on any given night, you might be seeing Tom Hanks or Will Smith or uh, Margot Robbie. They get A-list stars repeatedly. And that's, you know, something to watch for. If you like those stars, you like those actors, you think, oh, I'm going to watch Colbert tonight. He's going to have on uh, Margot Robbie. I'll see what she has to say. I, I think she's a good actress. He doesn't have that. His, his rotation of panelists are people who are right of center for sure. And I'm not, be, I'm not be smirching any of them. They're all, you know, smart, talented people. But they don't have that A-list movie star attraction that the late shows have. And so to, to beat them at this point is really, really quite an accomplishment. Is it what does it say more about Gutfield uh, and his talent or more about them and their lack of it? I think there's a little uh, blame to go around. I mean, Gutfield's a pretty funny guy. I think he is not a sickle fan. He's certainly right of center, uh, but he seems kind of true to his own his own nature. Like he's just he is what he is. He's funny. He's you know he's he's got a quip for every occasion. So that you know, I'm not you know he he brings something to the table for sure. But you know. At this point, if the president is floundering like President Biden is right now, and it's right. just it's sad to see, and I don't want to sort of celebrate it. It's awful for the country. And then you turn on Colbert, and he's you know making Trump jokes and talking about how Texas is doing the wrong thing about vaccination, something like that. You're thinking you're missing the biggest story of the country. And even if you're a liberal, I would think that many liberals think would, would want you to kind of have a satirist use comedy to kind of take down the president's, you know, positions and his rhetoric. And like, that's what you do. You know, the old Johnny Carson model, of course, is dead and buried, sadly. But uh, you have to have some authenticity and some some ability to kind of call him like you see him. And you're just not seeing much of that on late night TV. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, Newsweek uh, at Newsweek.com, the story, I don't know if it's today. Uh, it's a story about, uh, yeah, it's uh, yesterday. Uh, it says the Fox News Channel is claiming a huge victory. Its snarky, comedic, and conservative host Greg Gutfeld is the new king of late-night late night television, joining the likes of Johnny Carson, Jay Leno, and David Letterman, all of whom have held that title in the past. What's interesting to me, Christian, is that they refer to him as a snarky, conservative host. They would never, ever refer to Colbert as a snarky, liberal host. Well, I think the key word there is liberal. Yeah. It's something that you see across the media landscape. It's, it's, a, it's a quiet form of bias, which is very profound. And what you see is when you have a John Stewart, a Trevor Noah, these comedians are, are, are hard left at this point in our culture. There's no, 
There's no way to kind of say it any other way that they are very left of center. And listen, it's fine. CBS hires these people, you know, all the different platforms. They're allowed to be what they are and say what they are. But, you know, they don't get those labels. At least they hardly ever get those labels. So when you see stories about late night TV and the new the new thread and the new champion, you, you get the label on this side. You don't get the label on that side. And nor do these, you know, often these articles won't even mention the fact that, well, if everyone on late night TV is to the left, well, then, of course, if you bring out one fellow or one gal who's right of center, they're, they're going to draw a crowd. That's what's happening. Why do you suppose it took Fox, Fox News uh, and, it, and it took all this time to, to, to finally figure out that if you have three liberals competing for viewers, a conservative show could beat them by attracting the people that they've chased away. That's what Fox News did. That's why Fox News is what Fox News is. It's the most simple formula you could possibly imagine. And like you said, you've got the tried and true Fox News success as your example. I don't know why. You know, listen, not everyone can host a late night style show. Gutfeld's a smart guy. He's up to the task, but not everyone is doing it. Remember Chevy Chase in 20, 30 years ago was given his own show Terrible. had all the talent and fame. And it was one of the most, one of the biggest train wrecks I've seen in all my life watching entertainment. So it ain't easy. Um, and so I don't think anyone can do it. But, you know, you're right, though. And listen, I think it was bigger than Fox News. And Fox News is offering an alternative and good for them. But why wouldn't a Hulu or a Netflix or yeah. some other player come along and say, hey, the whole marketplace is saturated with left of center talking. We should try someone to the right and see what happens. Let's roll the dice. Rem- that's, an e- that's an easy sell. Yeah, it reminds me of a uh, mentioning Chevy Chase reminds me of a famous quote from Johnny Carson. Do you know what he said about Chevy Chase? I know I don't. He said, he said, Chevy Chase, and this is not a good thing for a guy who wants to be unscripted and doing a, you know, hosting a, a late night show. He said, Chevy Chase couldn't fart. He couldn't ad lib a fart after a baked bean dinner. That's what he said. <laughs> that's what he said about Chevy Chase. I mean, he said that early on when Chevy was, I don't even know if he had his show yet, but Johnny Carson, he knew what he was dealing with. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's, how many people, I mean, who's watching these late-night shows now anyway? What what kind of ratings are they getting combined compared to what maybe Johnny Carson got 40 years ago? Well, it's much, much less. The, the landscape today, and this is sort of the dirty little secret about this whole situation, is that the landscape is where the media audience is splintered. You've got all these different niche shows. You've got all these different platforms. So you really can't have a Carson in the traditional sense where – you get a big, big rating boost just by doing what you do. It's sort of, it's a different ball game. Having said that, if you can appeal to a segment of that crowd and really kind of build an audience and connection with them, then you can be successful because, you know, I've been sneering at Stephen Colbert, but he has been at the top of the late night heat for several years now. He's unabashedly left of center. He has abandoned sort of the neutrality that, that Letterman once had. He, he himself abandoned it, too, toward the end of his reign. So you, you can be successful in this fashion. Uh, so another thing I don't understand why is, you know, I think Jimmy Fallon attempted this until he was shamed into doing something different. Why not just do a show that hits both sides? Why not take the South Park approach? And if it's President Biden, tee up on Biden jokes. And when it's Trump, you tee up on Trump jokes. And that way you'd, you'd bring in seemingly a bigger audience. But, you know, for these comedians and for these networks, they don't want to do that. They want to leave that money sitting on the table because they want to send a message with their work. And it's what you see. It's, it's really it's quite shocking sometimes. Uh, we're talking to Christian uh, Toto, and you can find him at HollywoodInToto.com. Uh, Christian, you wrote a piece at your, on your site, Hollywood uh, in Toto, uh, about how the media bullied uh, Jimmy Fallon. This was way back in 2017. I saw this today that, that he was bullied into hating Trump. How did that happen? I mean, was he he was being too nice to Trump, and they jumped all over him? Well, a couple of things happened. One is he he tousled Trump's hair close to the election, which made was sort of a a sweet, gentle human moment. And for the media, who just the media hates Trump, that was a bridge too far. And so he was savage for that moment, saying, "How dare you? How dare you?" And instead of Jimmy Fallon saying, "Hey," He's a funny guy. He was my guest. That's how I treat guests on my show. He basically backpedaled and said, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I wouldn't have done it that way. But also, you know, he had a single blackface episode 20 years ago where he imitated Chris Rock, I believe. And he was really kind of hammered for that to the point where he had to make a, a an on-screen apology 
And I think those two events really kind of told him, hey, you can't be neutral. You can't be pro-Trump. You can't be sort of, you know, doing the both sides shtick. What you have to do is be another left of center comedian. You can see it in his monologues. He wasn't as nasty as Colbert was a couple of years ago, but, you know, he's he's pretty one sided now. And, you know, he. He's not as rancorous as, as Colbert and, and some of the, maybe the Jimmy Kimmel's of the world, but he definitely changed. He definitely evolved. And, uh, you know, in, in show business, you have to be a certain way. Otherwise, you will get extreme criticism. And I think a lot of celebrities realize that. A lot of actors will kind of virtue signal on social media because they don't want to get hunted down. I mean, career-wise. You know? So it's, it's self-preservation. And, and, and Fallon thinks that by doing that, he's protecting himself. But what he really revealed himself to be is, inauthentic because people know that Colbert for better or worse is that guy. He's really left of center and he hates Trump. And that's kind of authentic in a way. And what, um, of the three, just as a, if you can put your critics hat on, because I got to tell you something, uh, Christian, if you added up the amount of time that I've watched Fallon, Kimmel and Colbert in the last, I don't know how many years they've been on. And I'm not exaggerating. It wouldn't be three minutes. I can't look, I can't look at their faces on TV without, if, if, I, if it pops up somewhere, I turn it off. So I, I'm, I'm asking you this out of total ignorance of the three, who's doing the better job? Who's the more entertaining and who's the, who's the one who's going to last the longest? You know, I mean, a lot of them have already lasted quite a while. I mean, Kimmel's been on the air for more than a decade. I'm sure. Uh, I think Fallon is versatile. You know, he does imitations. He does, he has some, some musical ability. So I think he'll be fine in the long run. I think that the networks realize that these guys are not easy to replace. Cause like I said, it's, even, even someone like Chevy Chase couldn't do it. But I, I think that the, the I, I just, I can't imagine how Colbert can have a long run now. Now he's been on the air for a while. He had his own show on Comedy Central, but his shtick is just so angry at this point. It's so one-sided at some point, you, you, you got to think even sort of, you know, gently left of center people might say, this isn't fun. I want I want to be entertained. It's late night. I want to kind of go to bed with a couple of laughs. And I, I don't think that they really bring the comedy like they once did. Yeah. And um, it is. Will they will any of them be affected by the sight of a guy named Gutfeld beating them on Fox News? Will they? Will will they be smart enough to change it all, or would it be would it be smart to try to change a little bit and maybe not be quite as left wing? You know, I, I think it's it's too far. Like a Colbert, I, I just don't think he could kind of change gears at this point. I think Jimmy Fallon could kind of steer back to the middle and maybe have some success. But I think the others are just their their brand has been so it's so uh, identifiable now. You know, Jimmy Kimmel, I was mentioning this. They asked him one time, you know, you, you know, is it good riddance to your Republican audience members, you know, at this point with your comedy? He's like, well, not good riddance, but riddance. So, I mean, he kind of acknowledges at least. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, okay, I'm okay that I lose half the country. He's okay with that. And that's just dumb. That's just not, that's just <laughs> not good programming, is it? I mean, to chase half the people in America, you're telling them, you know, I don't want you to watch. It seems unnecessary. I mean, listen, a lot of times actors will do a ton of publicity. They'll do interviews. They'll do all these different things to get more people watching what they do. It could be their movie, their TV show, whatever it is. To actively antagonize half the country, it, it, I mean, maybe they think it's having the opposite effect where they're kind of emboldening the fan base and like them making them even happier and even maybe even more loyal. Maybe that, maybe that's part of it. Maybe you and I are missing it, but it does seem on the surface to be a, a very poor plan to actively push away people. And a lot of their comedy, a lot of their rhetoric does that. Who's watching these shows? I mean, what, what? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, someone's out there watching it. Someone's out yeah. there enjoying it. You know, during the Trump years, it was, there was a real, I mean, it was almost like a, a, a kind of a religious service of sorts to kind of go to watch yeah. Colbert and see him shred Trump. And I, I kind of get that. If you, if you hated Trump, you can kind of tune in every night and he would just, you know, torture him with satirical bits, and then, you know, off to the races, and you've got a couple of celebrity guests, and you go from there. Me At this point, you know, Trump is not in office, so I don't, I don't see the appeal anymore. Meanwhile, has there ever been a president in your lifetime uh, who was a better target for late-night comedians than Joe Biden, who provided more material? A, a quick note about that. At the early stages of his presidency, a couple months ago, there were articles, I believe, in the Washington Post and USA Today basically saying, Gosh, this guy's this guy's tough to crack, man. How do you, you know how are satirists going to deal with with Joe Biden? It was, uh, these are legitimate news stories. 
and I don't think they'd write him today. Oh, man. I got, I got about a minute left with Christian Toto. I want to ask you something not related to this. I see that there's a movie coming out on September 7th. I think it's HBO's doing it. Uh, correct me. It might be one of the other streaming services about the uh, Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky story. Two questions about that. Uh, how tough will they be on Bill Clinton? And what took so long? Because if that was a Republican who had done what Bill Clinton did, there would have been a movie about it like a half hour after he was um, out of office, or maybe even sooner. But it's 25 yeah, no, years I, now. I completely agree. I, I said recently that the you know if, if Andrew Cuomo was a Republican, the movie would be already made. <laughs> He'd be working on the uh, the post production side of things. I don't know. Uh, the, 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 the sort of the power behind the scenes is Ryan Murphy. He's very popular, very talented guy. He's very left of center. He often uses his work as a progressive sort of soapbox in a way. So I think it's a tricky balance because they have to kind of show that uh, Clinton used his power against Monica Lewinsky. It was a power differentiation yeah. there that was significant. But, and also Monica Lewinsky is a key power behind the scenes at this project. She had a script uh, um, consultation. She's a producer on it. So I don't know. But I think you're going to say it that they made a mountain out of a molehill as far as the impeachment, yeah. but that it was wrong that, that Clinton behaved. That's, that's sort of my prediction. Hey, I appreciate it, Christian. I'm out of time. Uh, thanks for being here. Good stuff on the, uh, night la- the, uh, the nighttime guys and uh, Gutfeld. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk again. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, that's Christian Toto. You can find him at uh, hollywoodintoto.com. We'll be right back. Sun's out and shades are in. Get your home summer ready with custom window treatments from Blinds.com. Get a high-end look without the high-end price on our most popular outdoor shades. And transform your backyard into the perfect weekend oasis with light-filtering shades that help block UV rays without obstructing your view. Plus, right now, we're offering up to 35% off everything, making it a breeze to upgrade any room in your home, indoors or out. With over 25 million blinds sold and 35,000 five-star reviews, there's a reason why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window treatments in the world. Whether you do it yourself or have them handle the install from start to finish, Blinds.com makes ordering custom window treatments online easy with free shipping and a 100% guaranteed perfect fit. Sunshine and barbecues are in the forecast. Upgrade your backyard and window treatments with Blinds.com today and enjoy your new view all summer long. Visit Blinds.com today to shop up to 35% off site-wide. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. As you know, my friend, Mike Lindell has a passion to help you get the best sleep of your life, and he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft, breathable, but extremely durable, and Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors, and Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you'll get 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets. You'll receive a set for as low as $49.99. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code STAG. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper and so much more. Call 1-800-716-8087. Use the promo code STAG. Go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code STAG. Deb's constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating kept giving her grief. She talked to her doctor to get some relief. Turns out Deb had irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC, which was a start. Saying yes to Linzess helped her do her part. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than six, and it should not be given to children six to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking taking Lens S and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Lens S. Learn more at lensess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Abby and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. People do some pretty cool things in their 40s and 50s. Why should saving for retirement be any different? I mean, they go back to college. Learn new instruments. Start skateboarding. 
Okay, maybe that one's not for everybody, but saving for retirement is. With aceyourretirement.org, you can get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. Just have a three-minute chat with Avo, the friendly digital retirement coach from AARP. You'll get personalized recommendations based on your input that are easy to understand and work with your lifestyle. It's quick, easy, and free. Plus, it's sponsored by AARP, so you know they got your back. Gnarly move, Dad. Thanks, sweetie. So wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to aceyourretirement.org and start chatting with Avo today. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Well, a big guy has uh, finished his press conference. He actually spoke, uh, actually read from a teleprompter course, uh, but he... He actually spoke for looked like fifteen or twenty minutes, and then he uh, he took some questions actually. And I've been doing the radio, so I'm not sure exactly what he said. But uh, I hope you were able to hear Sean Parnell because he's a guy who's running for the Senate, um, and it sounds he sounds to me like a guy who really needs to be there. Uh, he's got great experience in uh, Afghanistan and experience with terrorists, <clears throat> and. But he's not a guy who um, is necessarily, not even necessarily, he, he's, he has been saying that they should have gotten out of Afghanistan a while ago, even though he was there. Uh, he just ha- said, you know, you have to do it the right way. But um, I just don't know, I, I don't know where Joe Biden goes from here. What does he do? I, I'm no uh, expert on geo, you know, I'm not a geopolitical expert. Uh, but it just seems to me, as I mentioned to Sean, I see... I saw it several times today. The um, the Taliban playing around with a with a helicopter, a, a U.S. Uh, military helicopter. Now, I mean, we've all seen those pictures where uh, there'll be um, the terrorists going along the road in uh, Iraq or or uh, in other places when we've been involved in, in conflicts, and you'll see the video, and they just light them up from from the sky. They just blow them out of the just disintegrate them instantly. Why are we not seeing videos of that? If they're out there with our equipment and, they're, and, and they're, there's reports that they're, the equipment's being taken to other countries, uh, that means they're out on the road. I don't understand. That's our stuff. We paid for it, and they're going to use it to kill us. Whatever you think of the, the, uh, the reasons for the war and whether it was justified or any of that stuff, they have the stuff now, and they're going to kill us with it. Blow them up. And, and if we're lucky, we'll kill a lot of them. If, as they're riding along in the caravan with the trucks, we'll kill a lot of them in the process of blowing up the trucks. I don't know. I don't get it. I'm off tomorrow. I'll see you Monday. Thanks. Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.